and welcome to this week's episode of Have Another Cuppa. My guest today is Rosie Ellis. She is my sister and I thought it'd be great to get her on the podcast to talk about how she's coping living in student halls during lockdown. So I thought it'd be really interesting to see how students are coping with everything that's going on, what kind of support they've had. And as well as that, we also talk about what isolation might have looked like back when we were kids and also have a nice little argument in the middle just because why not? Sisters. I hope you all enjoy. Yeah, it says you avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. So Rosie, you're being recorded. What? (laughs) I didn't know this was being recorded. Uh, I need a lawyer. Everything alright with your family and uh... <laughs> yeah, my sister's been a bit annoying though. She makes me trust me to do this podcast, and I don't know if I want to do it. Alright, it'd be fun. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> so, why do you choose to study at Cardiff? Is it because I live here and you want? Yeah, to be I just missed you me. so much. No, um, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to do musical theatre degree, but but I really cannot afford fourteen thousand pound a year tuition, which the majority of the London schools cost. <laughs> Yeah. And I really wish I could, but also it's closer to home, much closer to home. It's a lot easier to just run home if you want to. Not right now, but <laughs> usually yeah. it's a lot easier to just go home and I don't know. I feel like I didn't want to live in London that yet. Yeah. Not quite yet. Mm. So you did your degree um, and now you're doing an MA. Well, you're not doing an MA right now, obviously, because of everything that's going on. But what was your MA based on? So the first two terms up until, well, the middle of the second term, you have basically practical learning. So you have classes, dance classes, singing classes, acting classes. So just develop the skills that you'll eventually need to do the shows and your showcase towards the end of the year. Um, so we finished all our assessments before, obviously, the world went a bit wobbly. Um, in February and we were working towards our showcase um, when this all happened and we should have been travelling to London to do that which obviously couldn't happen and at that point I decided to delay until next year so I didn't complete the showcase the other people in my class though have done an online showcase which is going to go live and people can watch that agents and stuff Um, and then we had two shows planned (laughs) Obviously, again, can't go ahead. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm rejoining the course next next year with the new year of um, master students. Whereas the people who were in my class will be finishing their degree, I believe, September. I think they're coming back to do their shows, and that's the plan. <laughs> oh, nice. So, um, why do you choose to do that then, rather than carry on and then do the shows in September? With the situation being as it is. Finance is a really weird looking subject right now. And I know that if I come back in January, I can build up some money and actually afford to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, coming back in September, there'd probably be no way that I'd have enough money to fund being able to do it. Uh, and at the time that I decided to delay, I didn't have a job either. Whereas now I've like got a job doing this time. So that's easier um and also I wanted I wanted to do a live showcase I think the the online showcase has gone really well and you know is it was a good option and 
lots of universities have had to do that in this case, but I just didn't feel like I wanted my uni experience to end with online shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a shame, because obviously a lot of kids at the minute who are in school, you know, um, aren't sitting GCSEs or A-levels, and, like, their school year... Uh, like, you know, our cousin, Emily, has finished her school year and they had to have their leavers day, like, literally told 24 hours before they left. They're not having prom, you know. And so if you are in your last year of uni or school or, um, like, you're a one-year MA, it is a bit of a shit way to sort of finish, isn't it? And I know, like, in the grand scheme of things, that isn't the problem right now. That isn't anyone's main focus. And it shouldn't be anyone's main focus. But when this is all over, and it will be at some point, like, people will still have missed out on a lot. They've missed out on 18th birthdays, you know. You should be going on your first night out and not remembering how you got home. Like, <laughs> people are missing out on people are missing out on that. And, and you know, okay, it's not the be-all and end-all, but... It's part of life and it's a shame that people have to miss out on it at this point. Yeah. So when you go back, Mm -hmm. what's the thing you're looking forward to the most? The show, doing the end of your show. Like, I can't wait to do Showcase, but when we finally get to do just the end of your show, I feel really excited to do that. And I'll be joining... So uh, I'll be joining the performing course, so there's a high possibility that the show might be in Welsh. (laughs) Which oh, is gosh. fun. That's <laughs> going to be. Start practicing. I know, I'm going to have to start practicing. I keep trying to write emails in Welsh and then I'm like, ah, <laughs> where to go from here? Uh, but, you know, if you're given a script, I suppose you just have to learn what's on the, what's on the page. Yeah. So that shouldn't be too bad. Well, that might be quite fun, though, because you obviously haven't spoken Welsh since you're in school and you left after GCSEs, didn't you? You went to college rather than stayed for sixth form. So actually, that might be quite fun to do a bit of Welsh, especially before you go off to, you know, to work in the arts in Wales or whatever you, you know, whatever you decide to do. But if you did end up working in the arts in Wales, it's quite nice that you do get a bit of practice before you go. Do you know what I mean? I think, like, the worry at the minute is obviously, like, and I've been looking at the news a lot and there was an article released today by, I think it was Cameron McIntosh, where he was saying that if they don't get any help, the theatres are going to shut. Mm. And obviously if you spent nearly four years studying musical theatre, that's not a good <laughs> That's not a good thing to hear, is it? But um, I don't know, I think people are still trying to hold out hope for it because obviously remember that, like lots of people have been saying on social media, in the time where the world is in a very tight spot, everyone's been turning to the arts like Netflix and all that to you know alleviate their boredom but it's still one of the most underfunded um sections which makes no sense considering (laughs) how much we've turned to it in this time but hopefully that hopefully some help can be given there yeah she said (laughs) i was just thinking the other day i might have spoken about this actually on um another podcast episode i did uh with georgia but we speak about, can you imagine, like, this happening in 1998 or something? Yeah. And I said, I said, like, my poor parents, they'd have had to listen to Beauty and the Beast on loop and Aqua's Barbie Girl. So if you 
what do you think lockdown would look like if you were five years old in like your when you were five years old what would it look like so yes um i think there were two harry potter films by then 2001 yeah. 2002 uh barbie as rapunzel that's a good film Loved Barbie's Rapunzel. Heck of a film. I don't tell you I bought it the other day off Amazon for three pounds. I have the DVD again because we had the video. That... Oh no. Um, but I have it. Oh, I love video. I miss videos. I know. Um, what else? Uh, I think Finding Nemo came out that year. So as long as that came out pre-lockdown, I'd be watching Finding Nemo. <laughs> well, I don't know. Would it? But then films aren't weren't as accessible. Like you'd go see it in the cinema, and then it would take ages for it to come out on video. Oh, I tell you what, we did watch a lot. Is um Joseph. And the amazing time Color yeah. Dream Code with Donny Osmond. Yes. <laughs> oh, your internet's breaking up. I missed that. I said yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've got the recording anyways, so it doesn't matter. Um, what was, yeah. But remember that car we had as well, where you used to lie on the top and I used to use my legs to like, make it move, the red and yellow one? Yeah, so not just a car, not a real car. No. A, the toy car. The toy yeah. car. So we'd probably have, you know, some spins in the garden. <laughs> spins in the garden on the car yeah. spins in the car nice. um i imagine the same thing that i'm doing now cutting my hair you know <laughs> oh yes oh, it, would, oh it would it would basically look exactly like lockdown looks now except i would not be drinking yeah no that's very true <laughs> yeah because disney plus is back well it's here so basically all the disney films are on there i have coloring books in my uni room i have legos like i see no difference <laughs> Yeah. And I'm playing Sims. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, has there been a lot of support? So, you know, you, like, you've chosen to obviously defer your course. Has there been, like, a lot of support with, I don't know, government or the uni? So, obviously, there's, like, lots of different things that students need help with. So, not only is it um, actually what's going on with university, um, halls. So, I live yeah. in halls. Um there's obviously we got told you have to stay within your household and that's fine however when you live in student halls what actually is classed as a household Mm. because i'm in a flat of six people so i assume we're all in the same household but that's not necessarily true you have people Mm -hmm. living in studios so you're telling me that they are alone but also it's it's so confusing there's been no actual guidance when it comes to this sort of living situation and I feel like it's just sort of been forgotten about slightly. And if I've every day I've watched sort of like broadcasts, um, and I've been keeping up on the news as best I can, and I've seen very little about uni students. And in Cardiff alone, I think there's something like fifty thousand students. So it's not, not many in Cardiff. Not necessarily living here, but studying through universities in Cardiff. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think there might be more than that actually, but we're not a small section that's fifty thousand people within cardiff let alone everywhere else across the uk and very little guidance i think they are trying their best the trouble is the unis aren't getting a lot of guidance either it's not just students Mm. um and obviously they've been doing their best lots of learning has been moved online because there hasn't been much of a choice with my degree that's not really an option you have to do public performances Mm -hmm. um they have given the option to people who really want to uh, really want to finish the degree of doing like a long essay but considering I actually want to work in shows that's not going to further me 
Yeah, want to develop your skills. Not yeah, because like it's it's training, isn't it? And I suppose if you want if you want just the degree, you just want to be able to say I've got a master's in this and this an extra qualification for you, which you know, good for you. The essay will do. Mm. But I can't go into a West End show without having done a show. I can't imagine how I would do that. <laughs> Without yeah. having done one. Obviously, I have done shows during my degree, but, you know, I'd want to do them now as well. Yeah. But we'll see. But obviously, then I've had to extend. We're not sure what's happening with student funding next year, whether we're going to be able to access more funding because of this. It's all up in the air. Mm. Very frightening, but... I don't know. Try not to focus on it because I can't do anything. Yeah. There's no point dwelling on it and panicking because at the minute I can't do any more than I'm doing yeah so but I tell you one thing you're not gonna do what just live with me next year no I've already re- <laughs> I've already booked a place I'm here I'm a nice little apartment <laughs> be good yeah. one of us would die one of us would die yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's not <laughs> oh it would turn oh. into like hocus pocus with Gwery, there's Sarah Jessica Parker. Why is he Sarah Jessica Parker? Because that has the most comedy value. Who am I? You're you're the opera fat one, <laughs> and I'm and I'm hello sailor. What's her name? Winnie. Yeah, but what's the actress's name? Bette Midler. I'm Bette Midler. You're Bette Midler. I'm Bette Midler. Really. I'm Bette Midler. You're the one from Sister Act. <laughs> Also because I'm very good at going, ah, what another glorious morning. Makes me sick. <laughs> See, I'm I'm Bette Midler. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, you can be Winnie. Yeah, you can be Sarah if you want to and Greyrith can be Opera one. Well, like, I don't mind. I mean, they're all good characters, aren't they? <laughs> it's not. Really it's, on, it's on Disney+. Plus. This podcast is just going to turn to us watching Hocus Pocus. On Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Doing a film <laughs> review. Oh, God. <laughs> so what's your top three things that's helping you at the moment during lockdown? Having a job. Yeah. Yeah, being able to actually go somewhere. Obviously, it is hard, but being able to be somewhere other than where I live is definitely helpful. Um, yeah. Me and one of my flatmates have gone on bike rides and walks for our exercise together, so that's been quite good. Um, you know, because you can still spend time with other people that you live with, and that's, you know, I'm not completely on my own. And then, um, ooh, Zoom quizzes on Saturday nights. Ooh, who are you drawing them with? With you, Neela. This week was Wear Anything But Clothes, in which I turned a couple of bags into a lovely little hot pants and top outfit. <laughs> It did not look good, but that's fine. Yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> it was it was something. <sighs> the first week was just dress up, and one of the boys dressed up as Joe is exotic, and that was fun. Yeah, but um, you know, that because first week of lockdown was when Tiger King really came in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I watched so much on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um. So once you finish your MA, then next summer. What's your plan after that, do you think? What would be your ideal plan? Ideally, theatre doesn't suffer too much from this uh, Mm. situation. And hoping that it doesn't, uh, try and find 
jobs within theatre, hopefully in London, but also knowing that that's going to be quite expensive. So it may be a couple of years before I can actually make that move. So yeah. I'd probably base myself in Cardiff until then. Mm. Um, and try find, like I have a job at the minute in Morrison's is like 16 hours so other uh, supermarkets are available <laughs> so you know I've got definite income at the minute which I'm not gonna let go of because that's good and hopefully I'll keep that yeah. job and hopefully that I'll still be able to stay in that job after this and um further along the line because as much as nobody wants it to, money is a big object with stuff like this. And considering the situation, I have no idea how much money any of us are going to have after. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell, isn't it? And I think that's the thing. If we had a deadline, if we all knew, right, okay, this will all be over by, I don't know, the 1st of September, I, you know, whatever, or the first jam, I don't know, wherever it is, if we were, if we had an end date and you've got a goal to work towards, it just, yeah. if you if you feel better than you, but when you haven't got that, it's a nightmare really. The, you could put the date so far in the future, but at least you'd have a date. Yeah, so I know there's like, obviously it's all a bit, a bit ugh, doom and gloom and negative at the minute, but for you, what's been a positive that's come out of being in lockdown do you think um as bad as it is that i have to delay like you know as uh, i'm i'm so glad that i get another year here because i'm enjoying it like living here living with all my friends and all that positives i think i think people will start to realize how important people are and being with people and hopefully things won't get taken for granted like i've taken stuff for granted we all have and hopefully we'll just learn that it's not a given, yeah. all of this stuff, and take more time to sp- spend with people. But also, like, it's been nice that in amongst all of this stuff, people have kept in contact with all the social media and all that, and just trying to stay positive. Obviously, there was that thing with uh, the Captain Tom Moore, you know, yeah. which it's a shame that somebody had to raise money for the NHS because it's not a charity and it shouldn't be but I didn't look at it as that I looked at it as him having something to enjoy to do himself he would have done it whether the NHS needed money or not and that was brilliant that kept me I watched that followed that for ages (laughs) um and coming together as well because everyone watched that and everyone appreciated him and I'm glad that a lot of I know this sounds bad. A lot of television has gone on, which has kept a lot of people sane. Yeah. As well as it could. Like, this morning has been on. It's just kept people in a bit of a better mood. Yeah. You know, seeing people in... Keeping normality. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's keeping normality in... When it is so not normal. Um, But, you know, it is this thing of, like... This whole thing of like, oh, when are we going back to normal? And I do like this thing of like, normal wasn't working. And for me, one of the positives has been working from home and adapting like that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'd much rather be with somebody face to face and work with somebody in a room. But if I can't do that, knowing that there are ways to adapt has been really interesting, um, you know, to do. And I think it's been really sort of 
yeah I think eye-opening for everybody you know to see that we can work in different ways yeah it's um, definitely a weird one isn't it because we're we could never have predicted that this situation was going to be like and I remember when they first started reporting it I I was convinced um that it wasn't going to be this bad yeah I think we all like as humans we like to think in the most positive light I think and I think that's why we can look at positives in a time like this Whereas, like, re- you know, it is all pile of shit, really. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but actually, we're really good as humans to find the light and find the positivity a lot of the time. It's never going to go back to exactly how it was, and it shouldn't, because things things like this change societies, and they should. Society should evolve with things that happen, and. That's as that's as it should be, and unfortunately, it does usually take these massive sort of weird things to to get forward. With that, but it baffles me the people who are still denying how bad it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> really I, interesting. I go out onto City Road and I see so many cars and so many people, and I just don't understand what's happening. And like, obviously, I've been in my car because I have to drive to work, but not everyone's driving to work. No, there's no, no way. And I'm not. It, it's not for you to be protected. It's to, to protect everyone else. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be selfish. <laughs> so, if you could play one role in a musical theatre show, like at your age now. Okay. So yeah, at your age now, like when you graduate, what would you like to play? Yeah, I'm 22. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how old you are. <laughs> I would love to be in all in all honesty. I really want to do Matilda as part of the ensemble because I just want to play a kid. Because obviously, like they're all 20, in their early 20s and they're playing the kids. I know um, that'd be so cool. There's so many songs in there that I would love to um do and also at the minute i'm obsessed with beetlejuice if it ever comes to oh. west end it's so good hmm. um i would want to do this when i grow up when i well, grow up and so you think you're able to defend this mess by being a prince or a princess when i go through the alphabet through the song so, oh yeah that's so good and they're climbing on the thing <laughs> love it and they're like saying oh so good yeah I just think it's really clever. Mm, well, that, that's a good one. Obviously, you love musical theatre. Um, but what um, got you into sort of theatre in general? Um, like, like me and you were always, like, singing and dancing anyway around the house. And, like, obviously, like... What? What did you do? What? Yeah, yeah. No. What? Um, <laughs> Daddy, Julie, Mammy and all them did, like, shows with, like, theatres, like, youth theatres and mm. stuff like that. We always started watching shows really early on, mm. and we were taken to London very early on as well. Mm. Um, like we, and I would have been what nine or something. I don't remember. And I think, um, I think we did see stuff earlier than that anyway. Because I remember, I think we went to Bristol or something to watch Lamers the first time. Mm. I don't know. I always found them fun, and then I didn't actually do a show with like an amateur company until I was sixteen, and I just I guess- loved. Yeah, as I say, because you were, like, cause I think I started them when I was three. Yeah. 
in the youth opera in Carmarthen. And then, yeah, then I moved and then did it in Newport and stuff. But yeah, you didn't actually do them until you were a little bit older. But you did ballet and you did, you know, you learned instruments and stuff. I horrible stage fright. Did you? I still don't really like them. It does take me some time to get used to it. I have really horrible little, uh, you can see me, I have really bad habits of like playing with my fingers as soon as I get on stage. It's like a really horrible. Uh, oh my God, I do that as well, like that. And you have to like wipe every uh, single nail. Uh, <gasps> I do that. Dad does that as well. That's a dad thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I just sort of, I did always want to do it, but I was. Like, I can't, I'm sorry. Get... I have to finish doing this now. Hold on. I need to get to the last uh, finger. Be with. And done okay thank you and then like niece was doing phantom of the opera and i love phantom and i was like i've got to do it mm. i want to be in it so i did it and then i just did shows from there and then i did like one show one year i think i did four shows <laughs> yeah you did go through like a time where all you did was shows yeah so like i think one year i did um it was something like i did evita i did the panto i did lamez and i did west side story and then i did uh, guys and dolls within like maybe like 15 months and five shows <laughs> God. and mm. i was doing like a levels at the time <laughs> yeah and the most fun i've had doing shows has usually been an ensemble mm. but there are some brilliant parts that i would love to play as well <laughs> okay so top three what would they be top three <laughs> not necessarily in this order because i have no idea um christine and phantom I would love to do Phantom. Uh, I want to do Les Mis. I'm sorry, people hate it. I know it's. I know it's been there for ages, and everyone's a bit bored of it now. And I'm sorry, but I love it. <laughs> um, and you can't change me. And waitress. Mm, I love waitress. I'd love to be in waitress. Those. I, I say those three because also like they they could be possibly in ca- my casting. Mm. But if I wanted any show like that, obviously I'd never be able to do. Um, is the colour purple. <gasps> yeah. That's just a brilliant one, isn't it? And Lion King. <laughs> and Lion King, yeah. Oh, I love Lion King. I know. Mm. Awesome. So, to finish every podcast, yes. I get my guests to finish three sentences. So, the first sentence is, <laughs> I love my job because... Because the people I work with are great. If I could change one thing about the world... Ooh, we've been watching lots of crime dramas, so I'm going to say the criminal justice system in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, specifically, not the criminal justice system in the UK, but the criminal justice system in America. Sometimes as well, but quite frankly, I've been watching lots of American ones, so they are killing me right now. <laughs> there we go. And the last, I'm just going to ignore that. But anyway, no joking. <laughs> and the last sentence is, I'm happiest when. <laughs> when I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell all our guests that we actually had to start this podcast half an hour later because Rosie was eating like a full pack of fish fingers. No, I was eating six. Six, which is, there's like eight in a pack, Rose. I have a pack of 30. Oh my God. Well, anyway. I was making jelly, so. Oh my God. Right. This has been pointless. Um, Have a lovely day. <laughs> and I'll I mean, there's nothing else to do. With and then, put, yeah, I'm probably going to speak to you tomorrow again. So, um, anyway, and bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
massive thank you to Rosie for joining me this week on the podcast and thank you to all of you for listening we'll be back again next week with a brand new guest if you liked today's episode remember we also have loads more that you can listen to on apple Podcasts, spotify or podbean see you all again next week is brought to you by Daisy Williams, music by Joshua David Bartholomew, illustration by G. Lillian Illustration. Mm-hmm.